Hello and welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, and i got a special guest in the studio. He's been here a few times, but we're always happy to have him. Coach Dwayne Alexander, head football coach at Tennessee Tech. Welcome, Sam. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, man. It's been a few times you've been here, so you, yeah. you know your way around the, the park a little <laughs> bit here. But I, I want to dive in. We had you, gosh, been about two months ago, I guess the beginning of summer when you were on last, right. and we were talking about the golf tournament, so let, let's right. pick up there. We we had a really good golf tournament again this year, and it's not just a golf tournament, Coach. It's like a, a reunion weekend for the alumni. It is, and that's something you know that we've really tried to tried to do here over the last four or five years is really grow the Friday night event. You know, it got to where uh, a lot of guys were coming and kind of getting a practice round in on Friday and kind of getting into town early, uh, and we'd have a little get-together on Friday night, you know, before the main golf tournament on Saturday, and really to the Friday night dinner, you know, putting a little emphasis on it. And now we have that thing out at the Leslie town center and man, great turnout for that. We've had a lot of, that's two years in a row we've done it there. So we've had a big crowd for our Friday night dinner and that's able to catch some people that aren't able to play golf. You know, it's able just to maybe get more guys involved, you know, which we did. So we had a really good dinner on Friday night. A lot of people there, a lot of exciting stuff, a lot of exciting announcements from, you know, Dr. Oldham about the facilities and things we have going, uh, the new football stadium uh, that we're going to start on when the football season's over this year and get torn down and start on the construction of the west side of the stadium and um you know so and then saturday we had another uh, full field you know morning and afternoon and the weather turned off great and uh so we had another really successful um uh, alumni weekend once again i gotta say coach you know we we got a committee which i'm lucky enough to be a part of um and a couple of years ago you know i guess it was kind of post-covid you came up with the idea and i remember it of moving this thing over to the Friday night over to the Leslie Town Center. And I, I realized I didn't really have an idea of how big of an impact that would make on everyone because I think we, we were just outgrowing the golf club. As you said, people would come in to play Friday, but, uh, you know, Tony Stone Barbecue is oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we thank them for doing that for us every year, no doubt. But, man, once we moved from the club, and, you know, Matt Mazzaro, and I'm sure the club was kind of glad to have us move that way, too, because it, it really got too big for that venue. It and did. then moving into Leslie Town Center was just a great idea. Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, too, it uh, keeps us from having a weather issue. You know, it's just impossible with the number of people that we've grown to. It would be very difficult to move everybody inside, you know, to have the function. We were kind of having it outside and inside. And, uh, you know, we had a few things we wanted to address, that, you know, uh, recognize some things or, you know, make a small, uh, you know, uh, a presentation, you know, to, to address our alums and that type of thing. So it was very difficult to do. And having the Leslie Town Center is really – we beat the weather. We don't have to worry about that. And, and it just gives us a, a venue for – uh, I mean, just a lot more interaction, you know, with everybody. And uh, uh, we've had, like I so said, had silent auctioneer, you know, this year. And we have, you know, really good food. The Tony stuff, I just, I can't imagine where we could go get a better meal no. than what he provides for us there. And when you can, when you can all, you can eat uh, a bunch of football former players that are there, <laughs> uh, you're doing something. And so, it, it, but really good event and uh, awesome. And again, a lot of uh, guys are coming back for that. And then a lot of people are able to bring their spouse, you know, and, and we could bring special guests, you know, and allow bringing Miss Wheatley yeah. uh, back, you know, Peggy Perry, Peggy you know, Perry. just some people like that. I can go on former coaches back, you know, Mike Hennigan comes back uh, every year, you know, Gerald Brown comes back, you know, in yeah. years, but I, it's allowed us to bring back uh, former coaches and, and other people in the community, you know, that are uh, supportive of tech football, uh, allows them to all come out and interact with all the former players. No doubt. And, and it, it's just an awesome event. I think, 
you know, one thing that resonated with folks this year that I had a lot of questions on as we, you know, gave the alumni a lot of time this year to, you know, they want to talk, they want to fellowship, they want to be around each other. But one thing that resonated with them, I think that they really didn't understand coaches, how much it takes to run the program. Yes. You know, Tennessee Tech and the NCAA, by being a member, supplies a certain amount of funds. But you you have to have a little bit more than that to go recruit, to outfit them the way that you want them to be outfitted to protect those kids when they play. And that takes, I think, a little bit more money than what people think. Everybody thinks, well, it's tech and they're going to supply all this money and, and you're going to have everything that you need. But it don't, just, it don't work that way. No, it does not. You know, and the state of Tennessee uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, went to a, a model to where the – uh, state of Tennessee no longer sends money to Tennessee Tech University to help fund athletics. Uh, that was decided back at that point that uh, everything would have to be self-funded, that we would have to raise money for all athletic expenditures. And uh, the university now can give some money you know, toward football, but there is not money earmarked for college athletics coming from the state of Tennessee. Uh, so that money, you have to raise, you know, all that money to run your programs and do the maintenance in your programs, you know, that you have to have reconditioning equipment, you know, football helmets now, 499 to $599 a helmet, you know, shoulder pads, $500, a pair of shoulder pads, game jerseys are $200 plus, you know, per Jersey. And I can go on and on, uh, you know, what it takes to run the program officials. We spend over $50,000 a year in officiating costs just for football. That's not the other sports. You know, those are just those are basic things. You gotta have a football, you gotta have a helmet, shoulder pads, and officials to have a game. And there's a lot of expense, you know, that's involved. You know, and plus, you know, to do to recruit the young men, you know, that we want to recruit the transfer portal recruiting, transfer recruiting is more. You know, a lot of these guys are not from, you know, local area. We we have a large, still large number of we have over fifty players from the state of Tennessee in our program, but we also have, you know, fifty other guys that are from all over the United States, even one from Canada, you know, Mm -hmm. so in order to effectively recruit, uh, you know, you got to fly guys in, bring guys in, uh, you know, all those type things. So it's a, uh, it certainly is a, it's a massive undertaking, you know, to run a a first class division one college football program. We're talking to Dwayne Alexander, head coach over at Tennessee tech for the football program. And coach, I, I don't think people realize, you know, I'm glad you were able to really differentiate all those funds that are needed but on top of that coach you're, you're looking in a situation where you know president oldham and, and tennessee tech is is looking to replace the stadium that seems to pretty much be a, a done deal as right. far as i can understand and then you're also looking for the football operations center which uh last i heard in the conversations we're close to halfway funding that so you're not only asking for uh, a funds and support to help during your summer to right. get these kids in because t- to compete in division one football now you know you you got to have your kids in in the summer and you give them the ability to take a class which knocks one of the classes out for during the season which really helps the players to to take the course load that they need to take but giving them that three hours in the summer they can get one of those classes out of the way that's right you know the ncaa requires all freshmen if they're going to work out and you have access to them in the summer you know to try to develop them they have to be enrolled in at least a, an academic class and so you know we put all of ours uh, all of our freshmen this past year we had 24 guys in this freshman class that we put uh everybody in and then we have a certain depending on a formula that works out certain amount of returning players have to be in a class but you know since we've been doing the summer class and when we uh, started doing this on a consistent basis we've not had a single player freshman player be ineligible after his first year 
we had a couple of years we had to go because of COVID that we didn't get to put guys in a summer class that wasn't permissible. And we've had some guys struggle, you know, academically. I mean, this class, our academic staff, LaVita Dexter, Kara Phillips, do an unbelievable job with our guys. And uh, the summer class really – you know, helps them get a uh, gets them adjusted as a college student, how to be a college student, how to take notes. I mean, you can go on and on. So that when they start that first day of class, they're much more prepared. So, but it does take a lot of money to bring these guys in. You know, I mean, we had ninety eight football players here starting. Um, one group came on June the twelfth. All of our returning guys or freshmen all came on uh, June twenty uh, sixth and started the second session of summer school class. I mean, we had over ninety five guys. You got to feed them, you got to house them, you got to put them in a class, you know, and it's a big undertaking. But uh, man, I really credit Doctor Oldham and Mark Wilson for that. For uh, you know, understanding that look, this is where where the game is going, you know, and we've got to be able to do that. We can't expect our guys to come in and report on like we used to, yeah. come in and do a mile run and test your conditioning and then start doing practice. You know, the next day, uh, uh, those days are over. You know, as people have pretty much got their guys year round, and uh, we do that also for many women's basketball, you know, as well in other sports, and it's allowed us to, you know, it's really given us an opportunity. Uh, I know here playing on a Thursday night and playing an early yeah. game at Furman. You know, uh, we feel like we're very prepared for that game by having our guys here all summer. Yeah, and it, I think it's – you know, I've, I've tried to think about that a whole lot versus when you and I played. You were just a little bit ahead of me, yeah. but we got to play together a little bit. But having them for that month, you know, there's a, a lot of kids that come – a lot of your players that come from different places that that may not be in – you know, a place that's really the safest place for them to be. Right. You know, and, and especially some that come from some of our inner cities or uh, down Florida way, you know, it might not yeah. be the best situation for them. And it, it gives them the opportunity to get up here with their football team, with their coaches, right before the season, take a class, right. and then walk right into the season. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you another key thing is, is just nutrition. You know, that's the big thing that's uh, – you know, back uh, when we were playing, really, that's when everybody really got big into having strength programs. You know, I mean, that wasn't, it was the 1980s is when that really came about right. and everybody was hiring a strength coach and the importance of the weight room and all those things. And obviously the next step with that is make sure you're getting the nutrition and everything to your guys that you need. And, uh, you know, so getting them here this summer and feeding these guys, you know, and you're still <laughs> getting a lot of them don't get to eat right, you yeah. know, or they don't eat right or they don't have a situation where they can eat right. So, Man, getting we've had some of these guys gain 10, 15 pounds, and uh, you know while they're here, and so uh, you know that all those things have been positives, and getting these guys adjusted and acclimated. Because the bottom line, we got to develop these guys. It's one thing yeah. to recruit them; the next step is being able to develop them, and that's where the the summer comes in. The football operations center comes in. You know, mm-hmm. to be able, how, how do you develop as a player? All right, first of all, you got to be able to lift weights. You got to be able to eat right. You got to be able to uh, watch tape and video and have a place to meet. You know, you got to have access to your academic people. Uh, You got to have access to the training room. And right now at Tennessee Tech, you know, just that where things are at, our weight room is a mile away from where our locker room is at. You know, all those things are all over campus. They're all displaced. Our academic wellness centers in one part of campus. Our weight rooms in one part of campus. Our, uh, you know, where our training room is. Same training room that yeah. uh, Jim Youngblood was in, you was in, I was in. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, antiquated. So getting all these things where it's in one location and we have the things that we need will really allow us to develop our players. And i got to say, at that time when Youngblood was here, Tucker Stadium was a Cadillac. It was. I mean, it's you know, just, it was only six years old, yeah. you know, at that time. And, uh, you know, had a turf field and 16,500 seats. And, 
you know, it had, you know, it was, um, I remember it was a big deal whenever yeah, I was boy. in middle school and high school to get to come play on the turf, you know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, all the other things over the years, you know, time to, changed. time to trade the Cadillac in <laughs> and let's, exactly let's get right. a Mercedes Benz, right, right, coach? Right. That's right. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with coach Dwayne Alexander. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks, again with Coach Dwayne Alexander, Tennessee Tech football head coach. And you had a few changes over, uh, as you most college teams usually well, do. You know, anybody that, that, that does anything, there's a lot of changes. As a head coach, you've definitely seen that on the, on the side where you've been the one that's going from one place to another. And now, you, as the head coach, you've seen some of your player, players, players, now players, right. but coaches uh, taking different jobs. And you've been able to bring in a couple of different coaches. So let's talk about them for a second. Yeah, we're really excited about our staff. Uh, Adam Brathwaite, our defense coordinator, uh, it was a huge hit. We brought Adam in in January. Uh, he had been at University of Richmond with Russ Huseman, had been with Coach Huseman uh, down at Chattanooga. Uh, I was great defenses, top 10 of the country defenses there, a very successful defense at Richmond. He also, uh, most recently was at Charlotte, uh, University with Will Healy. And, yeah. um, you know, it's been some, so he's knows the OVC well. He knows FCS football, you know, very well. Uh, and he has been an excellent uh, addition. I can tell you, he's, uh, uh, really resonated well with the players and, uh, uh we're calling it the purple swarm. He's got these guys <laughs> moving around and, uh, more aggressive on defense, really felt the need. We needed to create more turnovers. We needed to be more aggressive. We needed to create some, you know, more looks, put more uh, pressure on the quarterback, and um, you know, try to to get better. It's really two things we need to improve defensively. We were not creating a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. We, we were playing solid defense, but not creating any turnovers. I mean, we we're able to take the ball seventy five and eighty every time we had the football, and being better on third downs. You know, third and longs especially, and both of those things involve. Can you give that quarterback different looks? Can you get after the quarterback? Can you pressure him? Can you do some attack from different angles? So, man, we've been really getting after it on defense all spring and summer, so we're excited about him. Brandon Blackman came to us to coach our corners and also help with special teams. Brandon played at Tennessee State University, transferred from Purdue to TSU, and was there with Coach Reed and was teammates with Rico Council, who mm-hmm. is our defensive end coach and special teams coordinator. So uh, we're very excited to add Brandon, uh, you know, his wife and a uh, little one to our to our the Golden Eagle family. He's done a tremendous job job with our guys he come to us from new mexico which we go and play here in about mm-hmm. uh, 10 days so uh, he's been a great addition uh, to our staff we've added mark johnson as our tight end coach uh 
Burt Brown left, took a head coaching job down in uh, Albertville, Alabama, living on the lake and uh, yeah. coaching high school football. And uh, so uh, Mark had been a, a student assistant and then a graduate assistant on our staff, but an unbelievable background. I mean, you know, he, uh, he played at uh, Ohio University and then was a student assistant there and his GA a couple places, really worked his way up. And in the spring when Burt left, um, you know, he left right before spring, he was able to take the job and start down at Albertville, so we were getting ready to start spring practice. So Mark took and coached the tight ends in the spring and did a tremendous job. And so we elevated Mark uh, to a full-time tight end coach, and he's done a tremendous job with that. We are able to hire a couple of uh, graduate assistant coaches, which we're uh, excited about. I'm very appreciative of Dr. Oldham and Mark Wilson you know, uh, doing that for us because we needed some off-the-field staff sure. help. I mean, it is – I mean, you're trying to do scout cards and, you know, and all those type of things and, you know, break down film and just the, the man, the things you have to do. It's know, time. That's exactly right. And having graduate assistants, uh, oh, we have one on offense and one on defense or offensive graduate assistants, Matt Clark, who played at, uh, um, Eastern Kentucky and then, um, GA up at Western Illinois for a little bit and then, uh, went to New Mexico and then he, he's to us. He knew Brandon Blackman very well. Mm-hmm. And I knew Matt, remember him when he was a player at EKU. So he adds a lot to us. And Travis Ray comes on the defensive side as a secondary GA, works with a secondary, comes to us from Appalachian State. And we know that program there, outstanding program. He's been associated with that. So, you know, we certainly have added some really good coaches you know to our staff and we're really excited about those guys no doubt and you you mentioned uh defense a little bit and we chronicled the year a little bit when you came in Uh last time but you know realistically you want to have an opportunity to win at the end of the game that's right you know last year really close there's five games there coach that i remember you know sitting up in the box and and watching there's five games there that i think if you would have had what you're talking about in defense right and and you realize that that's kind of the difference maker and today's it's tough on defense in college today because you know quarterbacks and and offensive coaches can sit back and look at the defense that's right you know and everything's changed a whole lot from, you know since you and i played well, it's and, much more complex the rules have really helped you know offensive yeah. football but you know uh, the, the thing I look, there's always, again, any game can come down to, you know, uh, any play. Uh, you know, kind of our thing has been we need one more play, we need one more stop, one more first down. But, I, you know, uh, three games in particular, I look at where we scored at the very end of the game to take the lead. I'm talking late fourth quarter, two minutes Under or two less minutes, in the yeah. game. Uh, we scored uh, to go ahead and take the lead. And the Texas a Commerce game, we scored, but the game was virtually over. I mean, it was six seconds left in the game. So we were able to win there. But Sanford – uh, two key points in that game. We're up 21-10. It's, they have it fourth and three with about a minute and 40 seconds left in the half, and they decided to go for it on like our 45-yard line and converted the fourth and three for a touchdown. Now, we're down, we're still up at 21-17, but, you know, that's a backbreaker a big you know, to give that up. And then at the end of the game, we scored Jeremiah Oatesfall scores on them. A long run, 30-yard run to, for us to take the lead. Uh, with two minutes and ten seconds left in the game, and they basically score on the last play of the game to make it uh, 33-27, scored a touchdown. You know, they went and drove the ball with two minutes left and got a TD uh, to win the game. Kennesaw State, uh, we scored with 27 seconds left in the game to take a three-point lead. And uh, 27 seconds left, we score. We're up three points. You know, all we have to do is get some type of stop, and uh, they can, you know, hit a long pass and end up kicking a field goal right at the buzzer to send it into overtime. We lose the game in overtime. And then North Carolina Central, again, we scored late in the yeah. game to take the lead and had them fourth down. In all these games, we had them third and long or fourth and long at some point, all three games, you know, with a chance to win the game. Just needed one stop on those situations, and, you know, and wasn't able to get it. And I think, you know, you look at, uh, you know, look at that, you know, what are some things we can do to, um, you know, to, to be better there? I mean, you got to, you know, and so, uh, um, uh, but uh, again, these are North Carolina Central won their conference and went undefeated, won 11 games, beat Jackson beat State, Jackson who State. was ranked fifth in the country the next week. 
uh, Sanford went on, won their conference, went undefeated in the SOCON and ended up winning two rounds. They only lost two games, Georgia and North Dakota State. Yeah. Two pretty good football programs. They played the wheels off both of those teams. They did. And then uh, you look at uh, Kennesaw State, who had won – they were 63-12 and 12 or something at home. You know, they hadn't lost a home game in 48 straight games. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, tough place to play. Uh, and we go down on their homecoming, and, we, I mean, we play the heck out of them, you know, and had a chance to win the ball game at the end, you know. And then the same way when we went to uh, UT Martin, I mean, you know, we're in the ball game right before the half in SEMO, same way. So, I mean, we've, we played five, um, we played, you know, five football teams that went undefeated in our conference. Yeah. You know, five of and, the 11 games. And, Coach, you, you have to analyze that because – you know the the average person that maybe don't go to the games and just reads the paper. You know you you can't you can't see those things. Yeah, and and, and it's close with no reward. You you talk about fourth and three with twenty seven seconds left, yeah. and and a big play happens. Yeah. And, and you, that's what you you know that's one more play. That's what that's you're right. talking about. That's the motto. I've seen it all over your that's your, right. Your clothes that the players are, and that's such a, a a cool focal point. But I think people don't realize how close. That Tennessee Tech football was last year, yeah. and I know you're tired of being close. Oh, yeah, sure, you're ready right. to win, but you got to get in these games. And these exactly. are good teams. I mean, we don't have cupcakes on our schedule. I mean, we don't. We don't have some some teams, a Division two teams or NAI team, or you know, some teams are. These are all teams that have, that won double digit games or nine games or more and won mm-hmm. their conference. Uh, so you know, I, I look at it to where um, you know. Uh, we could have easily been seven and four. We'd have been right. considered for the playoffs. We'd have won seven games with the schedule we had last year. By the way, they do the schedule, you know, because right. one of our losses was at Kansas. You know, we had one of their best seasons they've had yep. in a long time. And we're going to start this year playing the number five team in the country, Furman. You know, on the road. But you know, we're competing. Our guys know. Look, we're in all these games. It wasn't a fluke. We were in these games. You know, we're playing toe to toe. We had an opportunity to to win all of these football games, and that's been our focal point. But to find it's kind of like weightlifting or running track. If you're trying to cut a, a tenth off your time, or if you're trying to cut to, uh, to go up in your bench press ten pounds, okay. Once you get to a certain point, it takes Tough. a lot of work to do that. So to find this one more play on offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is that could have changed this football game, it, it started back in January. Yeah. It started back in February, and I'm proud of our guys for recognizing that understanding that they kind of come up with this and uh they've been living it out and working it so i'm i'm hope i want to see us thursday night at Furman to get in the game in a big situation where we need to play we make that play and i think that the damn bus for this you team get that I really one do. More that's play. exactly right all right coach we're going to come back and talk about that in just a second this season very a lot of excitement going for this season we're going to take a quick break with coach alexander and we'll be right back welcome back to local matter sports Dwayne alexander head coach tennessee tech football in the hot seat today, not really hot seat. But, um, I guess you know what a hot seat is all about, don't you, Coach? Absolutely. You can't coach 34 years and not been in it a time or two. No doubt. So uh, as we go into this year, really want to concentrate on uh, the players that you have this year. We we talked a little bit about the portal and how that's changed, you know, what you're doing. We'll, we'll kind of leave that for another conversation. It has definitely affected the way that coaches and football teams, uh, any team really in college uh, sports, thinks nowadays but let's talk a little bit about some how did you do in the portal this year uh, we did really well uh you know this was really the first full-fledged year that where you know all the stuff was in place i think everybody has uh figured out how to i mean at least for your school it's like any time in recruiting i don't care what the portal no portal whatever you got to figure out how to recruit to the institution that you're at every school has its own academic standards and you know, different things, grad programs, don't have grad programs. There's a lot of things are involved there. So geographically, you know, you name it. So, um, you know, we went this year, we really looked hard at the graduate uh, 
transfers because we have 25 graduate programs at Tennessee Tech mm-hmm. University, you know, and a lot of schools and universities don't have grad programs. So they have a limited number of grad programs. And right now you have a group of young men out there who still had eligibility left because of COVID and maybe they were redshirted a year because of an injury or redshirted early on in their career. So they had their undergraduate degree, still have two years of eligibility, and they're looking for somewhere to get their grad degree and play their last two years of eligibility. So Jackson Price, we got a safety from Colgate University. Great example. Colgate didn't have the grad program situation he was looking for. He researched grad programs. He started 30 ball games at Colgate, you know, was a very good player there. He's a very experienced player. So you're bringing in a young man who's played in 30 college football games. He already has his college degree. He's already been away from home. He knows how to handle himself. He's 22 years old. You're bringing a whole different element, you know. Probably pretty smart, too. Smart, exactly (laughs) right. Tim Kuchers played at Liberty University. He's from Nolensville, you know, high school here in uh, Tennessee and uh, went to Liberty. Liberty had a coaching staff change, mm-hmm. you know, so a uh, whole staff changed out. And Dan Rickert, who's our team, one of our team captains, defensive end for us, they played high school football together. And uh, one thing led to another. And he was looking for, you know, they had a whole staff change there and came in, knew that we were looking position wise, you know, we're trying to find a safety to replace Josh Relaford. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we bring a guy in who, again, has been at Liberty, has played on all their special teams and played in games, you know, at that level. And uh, so we, we brought him in. He'll start at safety against, uh, uh, against Furman, we brought in Oka Emanwari, who's a defensive back from Wofford. Same thing, limited grad programs there. And, you know, had a season to play, wanted to come. We had a running back, Marcus Knight, uh, from Montana, University of Montana. Uh, 2019, they went 11-3 and and went to the semifinals of the uh, uh, FCS playoffs. And uh, he was an All-American, um, you know, led their conference in rushing. Uh, he and Jonathan Taylor plays for the Colts, led the NCAA in touchdowns that year with 24 rushing mm. touchdowns. You know, he's a six foot one, 220 pound back and, um, you know, had an injury during that spring season of 21 where he missed the fall season of 21. Um, you know, he, he, you know, just dealt with some things. And I knew his junior college coach real well, Henry Caramo, who played for us a few years ago. He's from Henry's junior college out in California, knew his junior college coach. One thing led to another. We were needing a back, uh, O.J. Ross, you know, hurt his knee, uh, you know, going to miss part of the season. So, um, anyway, uh, and I can go on. And we brought in several guys, you know, like that to, to our program. So, we brought in some grad transfers, some junior college transfers. Again, junior college recruiting, Sam, is a lot like high school recruiting now. So many of the FBS-level teams are recruiting off of each other's roster. So, the junior college players are not being recruited as right. much. And the high school players are not being recruited as much. We have signed by far – the two best high school classes that we've had the last two two recruiting cycles of the, the group that we signed last year and the group that we signed this year. I mean, our freshmen we got this year can play. Now, the positive is we're not going to have to play many of them. They might be on special teams, but none of them are going to have to start, you know, and play. But it's a good uh, thing. Really good high school players, and we've been able to find the better junior college players. We brought in a, two junior college offensive linemen, you know, to provide us depth there. So we have a we have thirty five players on our team that are playing their fourth, fifth, and a couple of them their sixth season of football. So uh, that's what makes practice better. That's what makes, you know, I mean, everything. I mean, the locker room better. I mean, you've got mature guys, and you've got guys who our players like Brad Clark, Meacher Slimming, Willie Miller, Trevor Stevens, Kale Dava, you know, have hung in there with us and have stayed here that fifth and sixth year. They're here because they believe we're close. Yeah. And they know that we're – and they want to see this thing through and see that happen. They could have went and played anywhere they wanted. You know, but they chose really? to stay here. And then we brought in some guys 
you know, to go with that, you know. And so you put all that together, you know, this is the most mature. And the more mature your guys are, the longer they've been here, the longer they've been in that weight room, the more physical that they are, um, you know, uh, mentally tougher, physically tougher. So that's why I'm excited about this bunch. I'll touch on the high school thing a little bit because I don't think a lot of people understand. So when you say it's kind of like a domino effect. So if you have transport portal kids that fit a, a need that have been playing somewhere and you have that need, you're – you can opt to, to take a player like that that right. fits in immediately. They won't be there long, right. but you have that opportunity, which in turn could possibly knock out a high school kid. When you have uh, uh, some kids in the past that you're dealing with now that may have been going to the University of Tennessee, they may have been going to Alabama Birmingham, they may, may have been going to a higher place, those schools aren't taking as many of those high school kids now. So it really opens up the door for a Tennessee Tech uh, to be able to come in there and swoop up a kid that may have really had the talent to go to a, a bigger school. Well, no doubt. I mean, the, the kids three years ago, we quite honestly, I, I don't, I'm not saying we wouldn't have had a chance to recruit them, but it'd have been, we'd have been competing against 25 schools trying to get this kid. Yeah. You know, and, and just to put it out there, I think for, for high school players and for high school coaches and for community people, you know, to understand, uh, you get 25 scholarships at the FBS level, get to sign 25 a year. That's what you're allowed to sign. If you sign 16 players out of the transfer portal off an of other team, you've only got nine scholarships left. And some teams have done that. Oh, there's some that have signed 23 out of 25 players you know, from the portal, 18 players. They actually now are ranking the transfer portal recruiting classes. Mm. You know, So you know, Alabama is looking hard. We can win the national championship if we were better at left tackle, corner, and you know, Mike Linebacker. So who are the best three of those in the country? Yeah. And let's see if we can get them – on our team, you know, I mean, they're taking them off of other people's team. They took a quarterback, you know, uh, after they went through spring practice, and they had three four stars, and didn't feel like they had what they wanted, so they went and got one from Notre Dame. I mean, I'm just saying that's what's happening. But, but what that has done since they're not signing as many high school players, there are they're not taking them. We're finding, man, this past year, I'll give you an example. We signed um, Jordan Harris from Alcoa, uh, Mister Football in the state of Tennessee, won eight state championships, counting football basketball and track he won the 100 meter 200 meter track meet in the long jump he won the state basketball championship and he also won the football championship four years in a row was mvp of the state championship football game and uh it's fa- i mean again he's fast he's strong he won 10 7 you know 10 600 meters and you know he's at tennessee tech he's also mark burnett's uh nephew which is always that good. doesn't hurt does doesn't it? hurt but my point is in years past we'd have been there have been all kind of people um, you know, recruiting this kid. And he was being recruited, but not, you know, not as heavily. Yeah. Should have been Jordan Potts, quarterback we signed. You know, he was a two-time finalist for Mr. Football, uh, MVP of the state championship game, you know, uh, won the state championship at Knoxville Pals, you know, all kind of, I mean, one of the top all-time leaders ever in the history of TSSAA high school football and passing yardage. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing we got on him early, recruited him early, and I think you'll credit him and his parents. They're looking, going, you know, if I wait around on this thing, I could end up without anything. You know, right. um, you know, had a lot of people, and then you know, we ended up uh, with him. Um, Marcellus Jackson won Mister Football at uh, Knox Fulton last year, uh, and I tell you what, now he's number twelve, and he is electric. Now he's going to mind a lot of people. Uh, Tech fans, Ladarius Van Leer, he's a wide receiver, slot receiver. Oh, so he's a good returner, athlete, yeah. tremendous <laughs> athlete, absolutely. That's right, just <laughs> like you. That's right. and uh, I can't a, pass that up. That's right. But, again, won the state basketball championship, <laughs> placed in the state track meet, and also was a Mr. Football. You know, won Mr. Football at, uh, uh, at the high school level. So, I mean, for us, we've signed 
you know, I mean, we're talking signing the best players in the state that the, everybody has said, hey, you're the best player in the Tennessee, you know, and we've got those guys on our team here at Tennessee where years before it would have been very hard, you know, or we'd have been in a tremendous recruiting battle or may not been able to recruit them, you know, at all. And we yeah. have found that O.J. Ross running back from, you know, we got out of Coco, Florida the same way, you know, I mean, well, I can go on on. These are guys that had, you know, um, O.J. had offers from uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State and, you know, official visits to those schools and things like that, and they get dropped last minute because they picked up a transfer portal right. player. And that's, they're getting dropped at, you know, last-minute recruiting. Last that's minute. right. You know, so uh, it, that so that's allowed us, again, to, uh, I think, the quality of the high school players that we're recruiting. Uh, not that they were ever you – know, but I'm saying I think – yeah, They're guys just are, more available. They're more available, and they're more ready to play. I yeah. mean, they're, top, they're guys that can come in here at Tennessee Tech and play as freshmen and make an impact. We saw last year uh, – uh, O.J. Ross, a freshman, Coco, Florida, yeah. make a big impact. Uh, Justin Vegese made a big impact last year as a freshman. Uh, Jaquez McGowan was a OBC freshman of the year linebacker. You know, had, had a pick and eight tackles against uh, Kansas. And now, now, now they're in year two. That's exactly they, they got right. all that experience. That's exactly right. You got a minute and a half left, yeah. and we're going to Furman Thursday night game down there. So we're going to be a lot of spotlight on the Golden Eagles. Yeah. Furman's ranked number five in the nation right. in that classification. What should we expect from the game? What are you looking for? mentioned earlier we have a new defense coordinator, so I think they're going to have to try to fill us out early. Uh, same way with them. They've got a main attacking-style defense. You know, they've been hard to prepare for. We've got all summer to prepare for them, and we're still, you know, trying to get these guys, you know, figured out. So I think you're going to have to see both teams just be patient early offensively and take care of the football early until we can uh, figure some things out. But uh, it's going to be a hard-hitting game. I mean, uh, they, they have – all returning players there where we talked about our 35 older guys they said they've got 18 returning starters between both sides of the ball you look across the board they're graduate players seniors sure. you know redshirt juniors uh, a very mature team they won 10 ball games last year mm-hmm. uh, they lost to incarnate word in the second round of the playoffs in a very very close game their preseason pick to win the socon this year they were the uh, by far the overwhelming pick to win the league this year so very well coached they're they're Play mistake-free football for the most part. They're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to go in there and uh, and earn the win. And um, uh, but I, I think the Golden Eagles are are up to this challenge. We're excited about it. The way I look at it, they're ranked five in the country. You go in there and win this game, big time. Uh, then uh, that has a whole lot to say about us. Based off that, and some of those games we talked about from the previous right. year, um, I think it would bode well for us and uh, and get us sitting on the right path for the season. No doubt, and it, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know. Nice game to start with with a very good football team. So you're going to find out what you made of really quick. And, That's right. And we, we wish you luck. Nobody deserves a, a great season more than Dwayne Alexander and these kids. So we're pulling for you, Coach, and wish you luck this year and, and just, just hope that you get it done because you deserve it. On Tech Pride, Golden Eagles. Wings up. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time on Local Matters Sports.